This is Life with Alcohol and Drugs, a podcast from the charity Scottish Families Affected by Alcohol and Drugs. Hi everybody, we're here today to talk about the Scottish Families Book Group and we've got two members with us. We've got Lena and we've got Beverly. so it'd be great if you could introduce yourself. Lena, do you want to go first? Yeah, thanks Rebecca. So my name's Lena, Lena McMillan, and I am Family Support Development Officer with Scottish Families working in the Forth Valley region and I've been involved with the book group for just over a year now, I think. And I'm, I'm Beverly. I'm a volunteer with Scottish Families and I uh, I suppose I'm a family member as well, though my uh, father, who is an alcoholic, is no longer uh, with us. Um, and I've been with the book group, I think, probably since the beginning as well. Right. So you just you said a year then. I was like, what? A year? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it's been like only a few months. I can't believe it's been a year. Uh, that's amazing. So um, do you want to tell us about the book group? So sort of, we've not really talked about it a lot online but that's all going to change we're all going to be promoting it and doing more about it online and Lena I know you've written us a few um a review and stuff and that was in our last newsletter but why don't you tell us about the book group and what it's all about okay so I kind of fell into the book group I started working with Scottish families in the November and I think there was a bit of chat already happening about the book group and I got invited to be part of it and we went into that um last year and Shuggy Bain was the first choice so that was great it was a bit marmite I think to be fair to say a few people had said that they found it quite a although a great book to read quite a difficult book to read as well but from that um, there was a lot of interest within Forth Valley itself for a book group and then um, I was invited to take kind of the running of the book group over I feel a bit awkward saying that I kind of I'm shrugging my shoulders as I say that because the group really belongs to the group and we try to make decisions democratically and make our book choices so that it's um I'm really keen that I'm not influencing what's happening in the book group but rather that I'm just kind of helping direct and guide uh, where the book group's going um so we choose we have a book each month and the books are sent out to any of our family members who want to take part so you people are part of the book group but don't necessarily want the book every month it comes down to to personal choice and then we offer discussions about the book once a month but we ha- I have two times so the the second Tuesday of each month is a daytime chat and the second Thursday of each month is an evening chat and that's just to make it as accessible as possible it started out as a daytime group and lots of people wanted to join but couldn't because of their other commitments so we now run a uh, daytime and evening time. Beverly how did you get involved? I, I think I came from the sort of sugary bane place as well as so many people did because I as I recall I think I read Shuggy Bean and I think I emailed you Rebecca and said oh my god I've just read this amazing book and I think it would be really interesting for Scottish families because so much of what Douglas Stewart wrote about is relevant to the work you do and you must read it and I probably sort of raved over my email about how fantastic it was and then I think as when we had the book so the first initial book chat about Shuggy Bane, you know, I think the book group just sort of grew from there. Yeah, I definitely, when, when you're saying it now, I remember it because it'd been something that we'd been planning for a wee while, but we never knew when to take it off because it was Sarah, um, our fundraising manager on the right. team who started 
um, with the book group, I think, and then Lena, I think you came in and she was like, oh, perfect, you're perfectly suited to it. But yeah, it was definitely an idea that we'd had. And then when you emailed Beverly, we were like, right, it's time to time to do it now. And that's how Shuggy Bean was the first book. So there you go. I think you, you heavily influenced it then, <laughs> Beverly. You had a big point in that. So there's been quite a lot of um, different books, obviously, because if it's been a year, that's what, but 12, 11, 12 books that you've probably read now. What sort of ones have you gone for? Because I know I think it started off as are we going to have it always about alcohol and drugs or are we going to change it? But I think it changed to um, what people wanted it to be. So sort of what books have you been reading and do you know anything that the families have told you about them or what was one that really stuck with families? Yeah, so um, you're right, We kind of, there was a shift away from drugs and alcohol and that was not that, it wasn't that Shuggy Bean wasn't well received, it really was, but a lot of people said, well, this is what life feels like 24-7 and actually what we're looking for in the book group is a way of escaping what's going on at home. And that was one of the lovely things last year with the, the group was um, I invited everybody to nominate a book each month. So each person chose one book and that introduced different authors and different books that I would never have picked up off the shelf, um, which was really great. I suppose one that really stands out for me was we had a local author. So Talk of the Tune, which is set in the 1980s and in the, the local area to where I am, so in the Fort Valley area. And we read that book, but the author came and joined us for a, a conversation one evening as well. And she told us her story. She was very animated and, and just very easy to listen to and her journey to becoming an author. And then how much of the story was based on her experience of growing up and her experience of the 1980s as well. So that was really, really well received. Probably The Young Team as well would be another book that would stand out. And what was interesting there, Rebecca, was having had family members say we really don't want to have drug, uh, any books about drugs and alcohol. So a year on from Shuggy Bain, we read The Young Team and they have probably been our two most popular books. We always rate the books. So it, I find that really interesting that people say they don't want to read about these subject matters. But when we do bring them in, they are something that people can really identify with. But we will we'll be leaving the subject of drugs and alcohol for a while now um, until we revisit that. I don't know, Beverly, if you have any other standout books from the, the year. I mean, the, the young team for me is probably, I, I think I said in the last book group that it's probably in my top five books ever. I absolutely loved it. Um, I've been recommending it to everybody I meet, just saying you must read it. It's fantastic. And I know that, you know, some people find it challenging because of the language and the, it's quite a lot of swearing in the book. Uh, but I, I just think it's a fantastic read. Um, and I would definitely recommend it. The one, the one book that really surprised me, and I think we read that quite early on, was Richard Osman's The Thursday Murder Club, because I, I love crime fiction, but I'm, I've never been a fan of sort of cosy crime fiction. So I didn't think I was going to enjoy it. And then I thought, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it because I don't want to let the book group down. And I absolutely I loved it. I thought it was, it's such a good, I think that was a really popular choice as well. Uh, it was such a good book, great characters. I think people really enjoyed it, and nothing to do, you know, cosy, but in a but in a interesting and exciting way. So that that's a good example of where you find books in the book group that I would probably never have picked up myself, and you uh, find yourself enjoying them. 
And I think that thing you said about a cosy read as well, Beverly, because I think there's a real appetite within the group for mm. books to not be too challenging and for it to be something that's really easy to curl up with and to escape into during the month um, and then come together for a chat. And that's actually just reminding me because I know he's, his other book came out last year. In fact, I think he's now promoting his third book. So we'll need to put that on the list for later this year as well. That's awesome. I know um, I do like that it doesn't stick around drugs and alcohol theme. And I think that's really important. And as you said, Lena, you know, that escapism, because why would you want to read about something that's already happening? But as well, there, I know there's a lot of family members that they feel like it's like an education type thing for them and it can really help them. So it's really just whatever people's choice are. And I guess that goes back to what you said about the book group voting for what book it's going to be and, and things. So, yeah, it sounds awesome. I'm a reader myself. Um, but I'm more of the fantasy, romance genre, so probably not crime. Crime is definitely not my thing, Beverly. I, my mm. aunt loves it, but I hate it. So, yes, I'm a very different type of person when it comes to books, but <laughs> I think it's important to read as well. I think it gives you that little escapism away from things. I mean, I, so I read my Kindle when I'm like drying my hair or, you know, when I'm having my lunch, you know, one chapter, that kind of thing. I think as well with the number of people that you've got coming to the group, it shows just how important it is to read. So in your own personal opinion, why do you think it's important to, to sort of read books? Is it the escapism away? Is it the education? Is it just enjoyment? We talk a lot about it being like self-care, but what does it mean to you? So for me personally, books have been a part of my life for as long as I can remember. My mum um, tells me that I was reading you know, like novels by the time I was four. And I think that just reflects the fact that she had a lot of children. I'm the eldest and a lot of children under the age of five. So she just um, she saw that I had an appetite to read more than the chapter she was giving me each day. And I just ran with it. And it as a child, I think it was just always my favourite pastime. Like I just curled up anywhere, would read anything. I mean, literally anything. We lived in the middle of nowhere and we would go to the library once a fortnight and I would finish the two books that I was allowed to bring home like the same night. So I'm old enough to remember things like the Yellow Pages and the Telephone Directory. And I literally would sit and read those, the back of cereal boxes, just anything at all. Um, and like you, Rebecca, as an adult, I read all the time. I read while I'm drying my hair. I read if I'm on public transport. I always, always have something to read on me, whether it's, I prefer the physical form of a book, but I read them on my phone as well because it's just there. So as a parent, I do a lot of um, like taxi runs to clubs and just find myself sitting outside wherever the club's taking place. And it's my reading time as well. So it's a little bit of slowing down the pace of life for me. Um, but I do need to educate myself as well. I've always done that. I've always read. Um, so if I want to know more, like when I was studying to become a counsellor, there was definitely loads of theoretical books to read about that. And as a parent, I've read to get you know different um, perspectives on the different stages that the children have been at and how can I educate myself. And then reading just current affairs and knowing what's going on in the world. And cookery books, they're probably other a really big passion of mine. I don't actually cook all the things that I read, but I could sit and read recipes and, and chefs stories about um about why they've put that into the book. So yeah, I could just read anything all the time and it just helps me feel calmer, I suppose, and switch off. I'm a bit of an overthinker. So when I'm reading, I'm not overthinking things. What about you, Beverly? Why um, I've probably got a sort of similar background to reading as Lena does, because I grew up in a small village and I know my mum used to take us uh, on a Thursday to the mobile library that used to come probably once a month to the village square. 
and we would get to choose our books. And I always wanted to have more books than you were allowed. And, you know, I was really excited when I was able to graduate to the sort of grown up book section of the library. So, you know, everybody in my family has always uh, read books. And then I went on to study French and German at university. So that's a huge part of that is foreign literature. So, you know, spent a lot of time reading French and German and uh, it's just it's just always been part of my life wherever I've lived even when I've lived overseas I've always been a member of a library so I can go and get books I think when I lived overseas a lot of I would do a lot of comfort reading because I would go to there was a big bookstore that had English language books and we would go there and buy detective fiction but quite you know nothing sort of noir or anything but quite comforting UK-based fiction because it would remind me of home and you know now I, I still go to the library here now in fact I've got a book to go and pick up that I've had on on reserve um, and I just I, I read to educate myself as well you know with everything that's going on in the world I think it's a great resource the library to go and get to inform yourself so I am um, yeah I've just always read and I just I can't ima- I can't imagine not having books around me all the time maybe we should get a Scottish families library it's <laughs> <laughs> quite a good idea <laughs> it'd be cute but I do like how as well with the book group you send out the copies mm. of the book to everybody mm-hmm. I think that's a really nice little touch as well um so everybody's got one that can do and read well, I would say as well, rather than looking at sort of um, the book group and what you've read there, but what would be, what's your favourite book of all time? Because I know you've mentioned, I think barely you said your top five books and the young teams mm. in one of those, but what is your favourite book? Uh, I've got two. Okay. Um, one is uh, is a film also, which is Kazuo Ishiguro's The Remains of the Day. So that's a very well-known film with uh, Anthony Hopkins. And I, well, he's my favourite author of all time and I read everything he's written and I, I think he's an amazing writer. Um, and the other is If Nobody Speaks of Remarkable Things by John McGregor, who who's just, I, I think they're similar writers that they are very, they write very simply, very simple stories, but just very well done. So those would be my two top, top books. Lena, what about you? What's your favourite? Such a hard question, Rebecca. It's like music. It's like, what am I in the mood for? And I'm a bit like that with books as well. So a couple of books that come to mind are really from when I first left home. I left home at 16, so I was quite young and had some, a bit like Beverly, you were talking about like that comfort, wanting a bit of comfort, maybe missing home a wee bit. My mum's Irish and there's an Irish author called Maeve Binchy and she she wrote these books that were just like curling up with a cuppa and a and your favourite blanket and just really comfortable, but all about people living in the villages in Ireland and the different characters and how they came to know each other. And mum had given me this book, and of course, I did, as a teenager, I didn't want to read anything my mum had given me, but I did read Echoes when I first left home, and it would be my go-to thing if I was feeling a bit down. That and Gone with the Wind, I kind of knew them word for word. Um, but a few years ago, I came across a lovely wee book called Tuesdays with Maury. And it's Maury um, was a college professor and the book is written by one of his students who had become a journalist and then had discovered that Maury was terminally ill. 
and he went and spent these Tuesdays with Maury and it was a book that I gave to so many people because it was about marking and celebrating somebody's life whilst they are still here and it's really really powerful um, he also wrote Five People You Meet in Heaven which is another favourite of mine Mitch Album is the um, the author's name um, but I could there's so many lists Rebecca because there's like my favourite ones from childhood and my favourite ones from travelling I always bring a book back from anywhere I go on holiday and um, yeah loads just fill the shelves to bursting with them really that's brilliant I always think it's funny when people ask me what's my favourite book because I always feel like a total narcissist but my favourite book is Rebecca <laughs> I, <laughs> I definitely <laughs> love it yeah <laughs> that is my favourite book um so yeah I'm just like yeah but not not because it's my name but um yeah I just think it's a brilliant story not watched the adaption yet the film yet but I might have, might have watched the older one not the new one but yeah, so no, but it just shows you, doesn't it, that books stay with you for your whole life. I think that's the thing as well, because you mentioned there about watching, and I can get really disappointed sometimes in a TV or a film adaptation, because what I love about books is that I create the images in my head, and I can so strongly identify with characters, and I've got a real sense of who they are and what they look like, and then obviously like a director or someone else puts their slant on it, and sometimes it's just a total letdown. I felt that about The Great Gatsby, that's another of my favourite books actually, and then was so excited to go and see it at the cinema and just came out thinking, no, I wish I hadn't done that. <laughs> see, yeah, I had the same with Game of Thrones. <laughs> my response was always, it's not in the book. Yeah. <laughs> so, drove my drove my partner mental but I'm like well it's not in the book it didn't happen in the book <laughs> but I know the books haven't finished yet I know we're still waiting on the next book for it but yeah so many stuff didn't happen in the book that seems to be the go-to saying if um, it's not there but yeah I'm sure some films have done the books justice but when as what you said when you've put yourself into that world and you've gave yourself the characters you know what they look like in your head mm. and then when an actor comes in and it's their face it's now that character and you're like no that's not that's not who I pictured but it's one of the questions we don't ask it we don't discuss it every time in the book group but we do sometimes talk about if it was made into a tv program or a film who could we picture playing the different characters and it's really interesting everybody's different take on that I love that Oh, right, OK. Has there been anything interesting? Do you know, the one that I remember everybody talking about most was Salt Sisters, Beverly. I don't know if you remember that book. That was like a wee crime novel. That divided a lot of opinion, actually, that book, and it was about two sisters. But the setting in that was really, really descriptive. And um, I think people were kind of... Am I going to say people said it was making them think of, like, Emmerdale in some places with some of the buildings? And so then that kind of went off on a track down there. We had talked about, gosh, my mind's going blank. There was a, we talked about a Billy Connolly book, didn't we? So obviously it, it was when, that was really interesting when we did the Billy Connolly book was that everybody pretty much said they could hear his voice as they were reading the text. And then sometimes we have people who have audiobooks as well. So somebody had had the young team as an audiobook and it's the author himself who reads that one. Um, so that was really, just really interesting to have that conversation as well. So now we're in March, what's the, what's the book this month? So at the moment we are just having, um, we had a discussion yesterday and we've got one tomorrow and that's on The Herd by Emily Edwards, which is to do with um, the right to vaccinate or not vaccinate. So although it's actually to do with MMR, it's quite timely with COVID. So that's been really interesting. And Girl A is going to be our book for April. 
Um, so that's, I think, possibly in production already as a TV adaptation. So quite good to read before that comes out. But Girl A is essentially about a girl. Girl A survived this house of horrors from abuse from her, her parents and her um, when her mum dies, it's about herself and her siblings going back and they want to turn the house into something good. And it's just her working through um, the relationships with her siblings. Um, so, yeah, a bit of a, a change of uh, tempo from the last couple of books that we've read. Maybe you should come up with a theme, like different themes for the month. Like have a summer book, Halloween book, Christmas yeah. book, even though I think all Christmas books are like, you've either got the Christmas horror or you've got the Christmas romance. So they kind of fall into the same thing. But I know it's definitely like you said, what you said at the beginning, oh, that's been a year. It's amazing that it's it's came that far. And I think it's brilliant um, that it's still going on. And you've got quite a few members now, don't you, as well? So can anybody join? How is it that people can join? Right, so the book group is growing every month, month on month. We've got new people wanting to join. Um, it is limited to our family members within Scottish families, um, but it's Scotland wide. So it's going to stay on Zoom. It started on Zoom and it will stay on Zoom. So we currently have members from um, pretty much the borders up to the Highlands, uh, which is really good. So if anyone wants to get involved, um, can get in touch with me directly probably through my emails the best that's lena at sfad.org.uk or any family member who's working with any of the team in Scottish families can just mention it and a, and a team member can get in touch with me and we can set it up from there. Okay brilliant well thank you to the both of you Um I think you definitely sold the book group and I think people are going to be interested to come along as well because we do support a lot of people um, and Scottish families and as Beverly as you're a volunteer as well you know we've got volunteers as well so I think people will be very interested in how to get involved but not thank you to the pair of you. Thank you Rebecca. Thanks. Thank you for listening if you're worried about someone else's alcohol and drug use you can contact Scottish families on 08080 10 1011 or by email at helpline at sfad.org.uk we also have web chat and further information on our website www.sfad.org.uk.